Hey guys, can I tell you about my friends at Solid Roofing? These guys are incredible. They are top notch. They have got everything that you're going to need to make your roof look incredible for the holiday season. Give them a call today at 918 809 2234. Wouldn't it be nice to know that your contractor is also a licensed insurance adjuster? Because that's exactly what Solid Roofing has. Give them a call today. 918-809-2234. Solid Roofing. You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Radio Program is Caleb Gordon. You can find out more about Caleb at www.calebgordon.com. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host. My name is Caleb Gordon. I'm excited that you're here with us, my friends. On today's program, I have my favorite human being on the planet in the studio with me. I have my beautiful wife, Jamie Gordon. Hi, Jamie. Hey. So, I want to just have a conversation with you and talk about you and what you do in our home and just get to know you better. I know I see that you're you're stuffing grace notes while we're making the podcast. So you can give a little plug for Grace Notes. What's the website for Grace Notes? GraceNotesSubscription.com There you go. <laughs> so, and let me ask you also another question. Your favorite drink at Outpost Coffee? Well, <laughs> I've only had sips of yours. I've not actually had my very own coffee there. Actually, no, I have had my very own coffee there. With um, Deborah for a Grace Notes meeting with um, with the team there. So I have only had one coffee so far there, and it was an iced um, vanilla coffee, and it was fabulous. I ha- I usually have the hot vanilla, so we need to make that. We need to make it more of a date to go have another coffee at some point than just you and me. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, so I. How did you come to Bartlesville, Oklahoma? Because you're not originally from Bartlesville. Where are you from originally? No, I'm from Ponca City, Oklahoma. And I um, did some time at Northern Oklahoma College traveling back and forth. I lived at home um, with my parents to go to junior college. And then I moved to Stillwater, Oklahoma. And... um, my parents, um, while I was in in Stillwater, they got transferred to Bartlesville with the ConocoPhillips merger that happened. Um, and so they were in Bartlesville and I was in Stillwater. And when I wanted to move home to be closer to my parents, home was no longer Pocket. It was Bartlesville. So I moved to Bartlesville. Hmm. So, Po High girl, what year did you graduate? Graduated in 2000. Awesome. So you love Ponca? I did enjoy Ponca City. But now you love Bartlesville more. <laughs> I do love Bartlesville, yes. Okay, so let's fast forward. How did you meet me? 
Well, I was making a quick run to Walmart. If I remember right, I was needing a few items for dinner to, <laughs> that I didn't have. And um, I needed to get diapers for Austin. So I went to Walmart and I had been playing with him in a little tiny pool and so I ran in with my scrub bottoms like rolled up to my knees and <laughs> my hair on top of my head all thrown up and I didn't really think I was looking that fabulous but I guess you thought differently. I did think differently. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was somewhere I don't know toothpaste aisle or something toothpaste and I style. think yep. you saw me there and then you lost track of me because I had to head over to the deli to get some deli meat and I found you and you found me I saw you <laughs> and you creeped up and walked by me several times later I guess you admitted what you were getting close to me to see if you could see if I had a ring on my finger to see if I was married yes that was a true statement I would never want to yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a good call. It's a good call, right? Okay, so I asked for your number that day. Yeah, I think I said, oh, I don't know. I don't think so or something. Yeah, I don't know how I said you, it. You no, know, you flat said no. Well, because I had made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to have different men in and out of Austin's life. And he was just itty-bitty. He was just one little over a year old and um so anyway i had mentioned to you that i worked for a podiatrist here in town and i hadn't been in bartlesville very long and didn't even stop to think that there was only one at the time and so you being a bartlesville boy knew exactly where i worked and you <laughs> called me at, at work at your work just a side note caleb means tenacious old dog it means that i don't give up easily so that's just a side note <laughs> um yeah continue i'm sorry well so you called me there and then kept asking me to lunch and finally i said okay let's go to lunch and so we went to lunch and actually you were like okay i'll come pick you up remember you asked I if i could come and i said no i think i'll meet you somewhere and you're like okay wherever you want to go and i have I, no clue where i want why i said taco bell but taco i said taco bell, bell i was bell. willing to go anywhere I, I was willing to take you and i don't even place. like taco bell like i wanted a taco salad taco bell or is something. disgusting like, and it was no yeah it's i don't know why i said that place but that's where we went so so you met me at taco bell we had lunch you had a Taco, taco salad. salad and i had a cheesy gordita crunch that i can remember that so kind of just is weird yeah 12 years that's almost 13 years later so um fast forward just a little bit longer um we start dating because i, I don't know why you you said yes you decided you liked me you i said guess. the next time we went out you wanted to take me to church so we went to church <laughs> We went to, okay, so literally we went and ate lunch. I said, we need to hang out again. I got your phone number this time. I called you again and said, hey, I want you to come to church with me. So I took you to church with me. And. Hmm. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> that's, that's where we went for our, I guess, official first date was church. No, 
that would I guess would be was that the official lunch? I don't know. Lunch was I guess the official first date. So second date was church. church. And <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, so fast forward just a little bit more. We get engaged and we get married. Yeah, we got married <clears throat> May fifth, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. See, we have a theme here: Mexico, Taco Bell. Cinco de Mayo tacos. That should have been. Why did we not go on our honeymoon to? I don't know. We should have. We should have. Huh? <clears throat> Maybe we could do that for anniversary this next year. Um. Okay. So we get married two thousand seven. So let me t- let's ask another question. How did Jesus get a hold of you? Well, um, I always just thought I was a Christian just because. I had gone with a friend whose grandpa was pastor at Second Baptist Church in Ponca. And we went to this little concert and they were like, if you want to go to heaven and not go to hell, come down front and raise your hand and in this group prayer, pray after me. And so I did that, but then I never changed the way I lived or didn't live for Jesus, didn't didn't understand that I needed a personal relationship with him. So when you asked me if I was a believer, I just said yes, because I thought I, I was a saved Christian. But um, I went to church with you and I heard your dad <clears throat> preach. And then I saw a few other people walk the aisle and I was like, well, I'm going to get married into this family and this is what you do. So I walked the aisle and I remember your dad saying, so did Jesus save you? And I was like, yeah, I guess he did. I think, you know, I was, I don't know. I wasn't, I just didn't really get it even then. And, um, I could see the look in his eye like, oh, okay. (laughs) And, um, I was baptized and then flash forward a few years later and I heard a, a sermon about our sin, Our personal sin um, is what nailed him to the cross, and he died for each of us as individuals, and um, it just opened my eyes that it was my sin, not anybody else's. It was mine, and that I needed a personal relationship with him, um, a a saving faith in Jesus as my personal Savior and personal Lord, and so that's how I was saved. Awesome. Awesome. So you came to understand that you needed someone to stand in the gap for your specific and personal sin. Yes. <clears throat> so that's, I think so many people don't understand that, that, and they don't make the personal connection. You know, we hear the idea that, oh yeah, it's a personal relationship. But when we understand that it was our sin, that that is the reason Jesus died on the cross was to shed his blood for our sin, like the sin that I committed today or tomorrow, you know, just the things that we're, we're doing. I think that makes it, it becomes personal. It becomes a completely, uh, a different, uh, mindset when you, when you look at it from a personal perspective. Well, and also I had a very narrow view of God. Like I didn't, it took me a while to understand how big he was and how powerful. And once I understood how powerful it was, it was believable for me that he could, do that he had the authority to send his son to die for my sins like if you don't believe that god's big and powerful and all-knowing and he has all the authority in the world and he's the creator 
then you don't truly grasp that he could do such a big thing for you. Well, that's that's wise. That is, I love that. Um, okay, so let's next fun question. Um, we have four kids: yes. H- Hannah, Gabe, Austin, and Noah. Um, what is one of your favorite things as a mom? I love listening to them um, banter back and forth and joke and laugh and tell stories. And I just, I could just sit and listen and smile and just take it all in and watch them go back and forth. Um, I just love when they're getting along and, (laughs) and you preface that. I I love it when they're getting along. And I love when I see that they're, they're actually catching on to what we've taught them. Like it's does my heart good knowing, Hey, you know, she said that, or he said that. And I know I've told them that before and they're listening and they they get it. They're listening. They're They're actually listening. Um, so, um, yeah, I just, I love seeing them, um, at such a young age, you know, compared to what I was pursue Jesus and, um, treat other people, um, like they want to be treated. I, I just, I love being a mom. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I love watching you be a mom. So that's, that's it's probably one of the joys that I see as being a, a husband. I get to watch you, uh, mother our children, uh, and, and you do it in a way. And we're not perfect at this. We, uh, we, no. <laughs> we struggle. We, um, sometimes mess up. Um, but I, I watch you attempt to try to show off the grace of Jesus to our children and that's the, that's your pursuit that's what you long for yes and I, I love that about you so okay um, do we have our marriage fi- are we do we have everything figured out in marriage absolutely not <laughs> are we are we the perfect couple no so we we sometimes mess up yes we do oftentimes or <laughs> <laughs> Some months it feels like we mess up more than others. Yeah. So what for a couple that's listening, maybe that's thinking about getting married or maybe it's been married for a while, what's what's advice you could give um that couple? <clears throat> um definitely have a relationship with Jesus first, a personal relationship with Jesus first and strive to put the your spouse or soon to be spouse um, above you. If you're striving to put their needs above yours and they're striving to put your needs above theirs, then you both are going to just love each other. Well, so if you're, you, if you live for your spouse and your spouse lives for you, that's going to help in the long run for your relationship. Correct? Yes. Oh, okay. So, what would you say not to do if you're um if you're talking to a, a young lady saying in the first year of your marriage this is what you should not do um, what should you not do in your first year of marriage mm-hmm. mm, well, I know what I should not have done in my first year of marriage. <laughs> What, what was I that shouldn't mean? have been so OCD and crazy about where everything goes and where everything. But I will say, um, you should not 
disrespect your husband. Um, you should not um, belittle him. You should not put him down. You should always build him up. Because um, in that first year, there are definitely you're going to be learning each other. Mm. And so there are going to be things that you're like, oh, I didn't know that about you. Or I didn't realize life was going to be this way. But if you um, speak life and if you build up and and encourage um, each other, especially a, a wife to um, her husband, it, you know, will take your marriage really far. And I would say that both um, people in the relationship should do the five love languages test. That made a huge difference in our marriage. Huge. What, what am I? What's my, what's my love language? Your number one is physical touch, and your second <laughs> is um, words of affirmation. Yep. Absolutely. I love, I'm, I'm a big physical touch guy. I like to hug. I like to, I especially like to kiss you. So. And handhold <laughs> everywhere. Hand hold. You got to be right next. I do. I like to be right next to you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if you guys can see us while we're recording this, I'm literally like right next to her. <laughs> and so it's just, it's, I like to be next to her. Um, my wife's love language is acts of service, so... And what's my second one? Uh, quality time. Yep. See, I knew... It took me a second. Ah, I almost forgot it. Um, acts of service and quality time. So acts of service, she loves it when I do the dishes. If I am if I vacuum the floor, do the dishes... Ooh, yes. <laughs> she gets excited, guys. <laughs> but just, I mean, spending time with her, going out and doing things with her, that I'm sitting in here with her while she's working on these grace notes, she loves it. She absolutely loves it. Um, so I would I would agree. The first year of marriage, respect one another um, and, and make a space to give grace to each other. Show off grace to each other. Um, and do as Romans chapter 12 tells us to do outdo one another in showing honor. I think that is, that was when I read that, I, that sort of kind of just shake that shook my world a little bit to, I want to outdo you in showing you honor. I think that's super helpful for that first year of marriage. Um, so yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Okay. Your favorite, some of your favorite pastors and authors. Um, favorite pastors. I like listening to John MacArthur, Francis Chan, Matt Chandler. Um, those are the ones that I listen to regularly. Okay. Favorite authors. Um, I mean, I guess obviously they could be their authors as well. So but right. they're pastors, but you have any other, and, yeah. and why let's go with why. Um, I like Lisa Turkhurst. Um, some of her stuffs um is really good. I try to be careful. Um I like uh Bob Goff, Maria Goff. Um we've list or we've read um part of Francis Chan's uh marriage book. What's it called? Mar- um uh, Marriage in, Ma- in Light of Eternity. I think that's yeah, in Light of Eternity, I believe that's it. Okay, I, I thought it was it. together. Okay, together forever. Together Marriage forever. Marriage in, in the light of eternity. That's yes, it. That's yes, yes. We've only read part of it, and we need to pick that back up. Um, but have to be really careful with, um, like Bob Goff, Maria Goff, um, authors like that. Um, some of them are really good motivational books, but if you want to get really deep into into theology, theology then you might want to go with somebody more. Um, that is a pastor, you know, that, yeah. that 
pastors of church. Yeah, I, I would say Bob and Maria both are incredibly good at um, encouragement. And inspiring, yeah. yes. Inspiring and encouragement. So that's, and if you're in a season where that's needed, man, jump on that with both feet. But if you're looking for some weighty, deep theological stuff, you want to study that, I'd go with uh, John MacArthur, Matt yes. Chandler. His parables book, John MacArthur's book um, called Parables, Mm -hmm. was really good. And we did a study with our little Sunday school class on that one. And we've only only got, what, two, three chapters left, I think. I don't know. Somewhere in that neighborhood. So how important is to you, well, I mean, for our marriage and for raising our kids, how important is church commitment? Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) It's very important. It was so important to us that... What day did we deliver Noah on? We delivered Noah, and as soon as we got home from the hospital... It was like a, it a few was like days a Thursday, later. Yeah, we had Thanksgiving. And then the very next Sunday that we were able to go to church, um, or that church was um, happening, or they were gathering... The next Sunday, yeah. Um, we were in church with Noah, and we just knew that we needed to have our family in that routine and we were never going to get in that routine unless we just jumped in and just made it happen. You've got to make it happen and everybody can have, we can make excuses all day long as to why we shouldn't be in church or what I've got things to do because do we have a lot going on in our world? Yes. (laughs) But our top priority. What is the scripture that says, um, don't forsake the Coming together, the fellowship. I believe that's in Hebrews. Um, gathering together with the saints. Yeah, don't forsake together. Don't forsake the or don't neglect. Golly, I've gone blank. Don't for, don't forsake the gathering together of the saints as as the habit of some have been. Yeah, it's in Hebrews. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's incredibly so important. So important to. So if we, um, I, get together with other believers and just encourage ourselves and get in that habit of of and make it a priority and it's hard to do but it's so on the days that I you know force myself to go because there are days that you have to say okay this is not what I really I don't really want to get out of I was my getting ready to ask it do you do you always wake up early and just chippered ready to rock and roll no, and go to church first you don't day always ready you're not always ready but the days that I that I think, oh, you know, not today. I have so much to do. And then I push through and I go, which is, you know, every Sunday. Um, <laughs> I go every Sunday. I don't have to push through every Sunday, but I do go every Sunday. And the days that I had to push through are the days that I look back and I'm like, that was a message I needed to hear. And I can't help but think and wonder and feel that it it's, you know, that's spiritual warfare. That's Satan didn't want me to hear that message, you know, for, yeah. for that day. And, and it was a needed message that I needed to hear. And so I found that I will be blessed if I just go with a happy heart and go and get up and, and go listen and see what, um, the Lord has for me for that Sunday. So I, I also, I wanted to talk about this. Um, <clears throat> when you're involved and engaged in the mission of the gospel, do you fight as much? Do we fight as much as? No. When you and I are both going hard for Jesus and we're both engaged in doing some kind of work for him, there there really isn't any, there's no fighting in our home. There's no, 
um, we've had patterns in our, our past previous hiccups in our marriage and when you look back it's because we were both slacking in the department of sharing the gospel with others and and doing things that matter in our community and for the cause of christ yeah spending time in the word getting together with other believers focused on a mission uh, going I, I think at that time we went to we took our sunday school group and went and, and fed at, at our local homeless shelter and, and did our the service there and I think I mean, we're so focused on trying to help someone else who's in need. We don't have the time. We don't have time to complain and look at our quote unquote problems in our lives because we're focused on right. helping others who are in, like legitimately in need. Right. So, all right. Um, favorite sports team. Let's go with college. Well. OSU Pokes, of course. I went to Stillwater for a few years. While I didn't get a degree, I would love to go back someday whenever my kiddos are grown and have their degree and then finish. I don't know what I want to do yet when I grow up, so, you know, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> okay, do you have a favorite professional team? No, not really. Okay. You're not, not a football person, really. She's not a football person. She's not. See, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm basketball, and because we're in Oklahoma, who's your favorite basketball team? Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> All right. Um, words of wisdom for young ladies out there, just as a woman. What would you want if you could sit down and talk to a woman about just life in general? What's some of the most important things you you or what's one to two important things you could say to a young lady? Get involved early. Um, find a good church home early in life. Um, that support system is unreal. Don't be afraid to befriend someone quite a bit older than you um, because the pearls of wisdom is just there. It's amazing that what you can get out of a believer in your church that wants to come along and be a mentor to you and, and, um, have a good relationship with your mom, have a good, always respect her, um, have a, have a good relationship, um, have some good close girlfriends, invest in them. Um, in order to have friends, you have to be a friend. And, um, I just really, I wish I, at this stage of my life had more friends, good solid friends, but, um, I'm starting to realize that no matter the number of friends you have, it's, it's the, it's, it's, quality over quantity and just to have a few good friends that you can know that you can call at any time day or night doesn't matter and they would be there for you um, with godly wisdom that's the key thing is to not just anyone but someone who um, I don't know ladies just find somebody that will speak truth and life into your life and no matter if they know it's going to be hard for you to hear um, you just need somebody that's going to point you in that direction. And also, I would say pray early um, for a spouse and wait for who the Lord has for you and and just get involved in church at a young age. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Um, would you dismiss us in prayer from this broadcast? I'd love to. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for this time uh, this evening that we set aside to come and talk 
um, about you, and I just thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, Father. I thank you that um, you you rescued me out of a deep pit, and Father, I just thank you for the life you've given me. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my children, Father. I just ask that you would just be with Caleb as he does this radio show, Father. I just thank you for it. I thank you for grace notes, Lord. I've been able to sit here and stuff your word into envelopes all night while I've talked to my husband, and Lord, I just, you know my heart, and you know that this wouldn't have happened even 15, 20 years ago, and I just thank you for where you've brought me, and Father, I just um, pray that you would just continue a good work in our family, my life, and in my family's life. I love you so much, Jesus. It's in your precious and holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for being on the show. Love you. Welcome. Love you. All right. Bye, guys. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.